All right, we are live for a Tuesday edition of the People's Talk Show. Excited uh, to be back um, and had to take some time to, for the most part, process all of the craziness underway right now with the most important, of course, you know, to me, being uh, and re- more about what's happening over in the Middle East, i.e. with the Arab nations. And so um, I'm sure a lot of people didn't know that uh, in about a month and a half, there will be a Arab League summit coming up. And it's interesting to see how all of the Middle Eastern countries throughout the last several decades have had different, you know, whether it be, you know, different sects or beliefs or whatever religion belief. I mean, you, you name it. They've never been able to come together in unison like they are working towards right now. And you have to ask yourself the question, why? And of course, it has everything to do with the move away from the dollar as a primary head honcho of the system, as well as, um, yeah, and they're definitely using oil to try to prove their point. So we're going to talk about that. Got a lot of articles here. And uh, yeah, it's just very interesting times, man. But of course, we got distractions all thrown in front of us as well. So, you know, take your pick, whatever you want to focus on. But me personally, I'll focus on these instruments around me just because I think it has much a much greater impact. Uh, to the average person than the political charades happening in New York today and things of that nature. So anyway, I hope everyone is doing well. Welcome to the live stream. As always, want to make sure I welcome any first time viewers. If you happen to be coming across the channel for the first time, definitely let me know where you're watching from. And if you're a returning member of the community, definitely let me know where you're watching from. We'll love to give you a shout out and acknowledge your presence. As always, it's good to be able to connect with like-minded people to try to filter through the noise and see what's what's good and what's not, what sticks and what doesn't. So we're going to have some fun this evening, and I definitely want to open up the phone lines and hear from you guys about whatever topics you guys want to touch on. So as always, before I move forward, let me just make sure I do all my typical uh, announcements so I can make sure we stay on top of things. So if you haven't, make sure you hit that thumbs up button Hit it ahead of time because it's going to be worth your while, I'm sure. And then also, if you find value, please share these videos, whether it's the uploads or the live streams, just because there's going to be a overload of information coming people's way. But at the end of the day, most people will only care about what impacts them the greatest. And it's going to be what's in their pockets or what's not in their pockets. And so definitely share this so more people can find out uh, and be a blessing to the channel. And also connect with RTD on all these alternative media platforms, just in case at some point, you know, things ramp up, uh, you know, the words misinformation and all those other terminologies they've come up with to hide truth will be thrown our way. And as the financial and the monetary system continues to go through its hiccups, they're going to blame YouTubers and say it's those YouTubers out there telling people that they need to buy gold and silver. You know, it's, it's those people. So they're going to basically, you know, penalize truth tellers. So. Anyway, connect with me there. And also, if you guys want to be a blessing to the channel, any form of con- contribution would be of, of use to the channel to help me fund things on the back end. So consider doing that as well. Information is in the description if you feel so kind uh, to want to be a blessing. So, all right, let me get, just jump in, man, and I'm going to dive right in. I'm going to dive right in. Let me move some things off the screen. Okay, so let me dive right in. So, of course, over the weekend or Sunday, or is it Sunday? Yes. Middle East nations, nine nations came together, decided to cut back um, the production of oil. And of course, it caught the Western world by surprise, even though prices were relatively cheap and the U.S. could have 
bought it on the cheap and refilled some of the strategic petroleum reserves, but they chose not to because, like I said before, uh, the probability of this current administration, this regime wanting to actually do what's right. We're getting further and further away from them being able to basically be trustworthy. I mean, for who for who still trusts this current regime? I mean, good luck with you. But they could have basically refilled up the reserves, supplying this nation with energy security into the future. But once again, we're at all time with 40 year lows damn near because of them deciding to unleash it to curb inflation at the pump. And so now here we are. Prices are going back up on that oil and it's probably going to go a lot higher. And of course it's being done intentionally by the gentleman uh, or the one over here to the top of my top left here, the prince uh, or the prime minister as well, uh, who's basically taking things into his own hands. He's admitting that he's getting away from the, uh, the Western led economic policies and he's doing what's best. He's doing what's in the best interest for his country. And of course his surrounding neighbors, and we know at some point down the line, it's going to have it's going to be priced in something different as well. So we're going to talk more about that. But anyway, OK, everybody, appreciate you for blessing with your time. Won't be long. I'm going to just go through these headlines, share my two cents, because everything to me on this side, from what I'm gathering, is starting to come together more and more about uh, the unification of the Eastern Bloc and them being the mediators for all the Western, or I'm sorry, the Middle Eastern countries that have been feuding for whatever reasons, whether it be Western propaganda or the U.S. Div intentionally dividing those nations, all because of the petrodollar system. And if, as Saudi Arabia moves away from that, we're going to see more unification of that region just because the primary thing to separate them happens to be the Western nations or the U.S. And if they're not buddy-buddy with the U.S. anymore, then they can be buddy-buddy amongst themselves. So, OK, so we got uh, a couple of people here. We got Carl A. checking in. We got Jay. We got Infra Wiki. We got uh, Ed. We got Kenneth, Charles, Roger, TB. We got X. OK, a fair amount of people here. Uh, appreciate you guys, man. And of course, I'm sure you got topics you want to touch on. So uh, feel free to do that. OK, so let's jump right in. First article. First article caught my attention. Just because you, you look at the words, of course, the words coming from Western media, but it plays into their actions. Watch their actions, not what they say. Watch what they do. And right now, Saudi Saudi Crown Prince acts to realign Mideast dynamics amid concern over U.S. support. And so we've been talking about this for quite some time now. But ultimately, when Biden tried to go over to smooch things over and they dapped up it, 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 upon entrance, things didn't go too well. And the goal was, of course, for the Saudis to uh, ramp up oil production heading into the primary or the election time frame. That was it the elector, uh, the election time frame. And of course, they didn't do it. And then they end up publicly announcing that the Biden administration came over trying to smooch them over, telling them what to do. Saudi didn't do it. They did the opposite. OK, so here we are now months away. And the result of that has been Saudis. Other oil giants announced surprise production cuts. And so just like the West, just like the West, the G7, and in particular, the U.S., has decided to weaponize the U.S. dollar for the last 40 plus years under fiat terms. And, of course, close to 90-ish or so under this entire world reserve currency structure, things are shifting now. And so if the West can use currency as a weapon to punish the world, why can't the Middle East and the Eastern nations use oil? to basically 
punish the West. And, and unfortunately, the punishing part is what's going to hurt the most because here I'm hearing words about this upcoming summer and fall because they're going to cut production up until the end of this year. So that's a strategically a lot, a lot of amount of time between May to December ish. That's enough pain. That's enough time for the price of oil on the open free market to find a much higher price that the West will have to pay. Therefore, it's going to be more pressure on the whole political structure here as prices you know, probably will rise. And it's going to be more of the, uh, the point the blame game. And if the strategic reserves are already low, what can you really unleash? And so it's it's a lot, nothing but trouble ahead for the Western world. But then again, we all knew this was coming. So, yeah, just make of it what you may. OK, more information here. So here's another headline that caught my attention. And this plays into more details as to how, what, why, where. But this is from Watcher.Guru, who did a good job of just summarizing things as it broke on Sunday and a little bit of Monday. But it says Saudi Arabia to adopt economic strategy without U.S. dependence. And so the economic strategy they're referring to has everything to do with an agreement done in the early 70s between the U.S. and Saudis, all about the dollar, creating the petrodollar standard. And so this, to me, basically says that this economic strategy will not be solely dependent upon dollars for oil. But as we've witnessed before, as I did a video earlier, we know what China's doing. We know what all the other nations are doing. They're opening up their oil and prices for in other currencies, basically creating alternatives, not replacing a dollar. The dollar's not going nowhere, but they're creating alternatives that will ultimately be a competitor to the current structure. OK, more information here at the bottom. I thought this just some headlines caught my attention. It says Saudi, Saudi Arabia's decision is due to declining relations with the Biden administration. Would it surprise anybody? Of course not. But very interesting time to say the least. OK, keep it moving. I got a lot more stuff to talk about. OK, so here's a little article that uh, came out a couple of days ago. And this is about what I was referring to earlier about the U.S. had a great opportunity. When oil was below 70 ish or so dollars to basically stock up. They and I want to say there was some communication between the White House and Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia was anticipating the U.S. coming in and buying. But it looks like the U.S. decided to put things on pause, say, hey, we're not going to come by right now. We're going to wait to the end of the year. And I would assume that that probably rubbed the Saudis wrong because that late that that right there shows that the U.S. is still calling the shots. And so I assume all this response, this response has a lot to do with the fact that the U, that Saudis decide to partner with their with their buddies, their neighbors, their allies in the OPEC. And they decided to basically change the game up a little bit. And so it will hurt the West. But unfortunately, it will benefit the East. So U.S. could buy back oil for strategic reserve later this year. And of course, our energy czar, <laughs> our energy czar, <laughs> Jennifer Granholm from the good old state of Michigan, she's just one of many incompetent people who are in positions of power that you can't trust them no far as you can see them or throw them or however that saying goes. But we had an opportunity to stock up. We did. So now it's going to cost. So my, my point is it's, it's very probable that the U S will either be forced to buy at a much higher price or they may not buy at all. And once again, I said this was a year ago, two years ago, that it wouldn't surprise me if they just didn't restock up the reserves just because, eh, you know, going green, going to electric vehicles. What do you need petroleum for? But we know that doesn't work anyway. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. OK, 
So here's just more information. Saudi Arabia will cut production by 500 barrels a day. So all the nations, all the nations tatted up a portion of their total uh, allotment, which equates to was it 1.6 million barrels a day. Okay, we know about that. Now, here's what's most interesting. I think we all can agree that with this out of the blue oil production cut, prices are rising. It's going to impact the West. And so the whole idea of them using oil as a strategic tool that will realign things in their favor is underway. But what else is happening out here that is of concern is the reunification of the Arab world or or the Muslim world in general, because they're putting aside their differences and they're coming together and sitting at tables and they're talking. What are they talking about? We're going to find out probably before the end of this year. And so the Arab League or the Arab Summit, Arab Summit is May 19th. And so right now we have the possibility of a lot of those Middle Eastern countries that have been beefing for quite some time now, probably calling a truce as we've witnessed. I'm going to show you some highlights here, you know, taking you to basically trying to point, prove a point here. And I think a lot of this has to do with what's happening uh, out east. And so we have Russia looks to reconcile Turkey, Syria as talks kick off in Moscow as of today. And so we have Turkey and Syria, Assad and Erdogan, who have been because of all type of territorial disputes and different sects of you know nationalities within that whole region. They are not too well versed in it, been following it for a couple of years, but yet they've always found a way to beef. And of course, when Turkey was in favor with the West, it was okay for Turkey to bully Syria while Russia was in support of Syria, keeping out the U.S., even though the U.S. is there right now. So it's just one big contagion, but it's all started from the West, unfortunately. But it says Russia seeks to normalize relations between Ankara and Damascus amid four-way talks in Moscow. Four-way talks happening right now. And so what are these talks between? Iran, Russia, Syria, and Turkey. Meeting kicks off in Moscow. So we have these nations looking to come together to talk. Once again, bringing two nations together, Turkey and and Syria together and talks. Okay, keep it moving. Now, here's something else that shows more unification of that Middle Eastern region. Saudi Arabia invites Syria's Assad to Arab leader summit, sources say. So this was two days ago. And so Bashir outside, we know the all those, you know, the was Hezbollah and Iran has been supporting Hezbollah. And we know all that stuff, all those names of terrorist groups that we've been told that exist. But because of those facts, those separations there, Assad has never been invited to much. He's been isolated from the Muslim world. But yet it looks like Saudi Arabia is deciding to invite him to the table. I wonder why they're trying to come together for some big hoorah that might be down the line. Keep it moving. And then here's another one. We all know about this one, but this is a very interesting one here because they're next door and they've been beefing forever. And over here in the West, because and so I remember talking about this all the time. I think it was a drone strike, some type of drone. Remember, we were told two years ago that a drone went from Saudi Arabia over to Iran and bombed one of the oil fields. And of course, they're always trying to find a reason to invade Iran. And so it looks like Saudi Arabia no longer is going with the West in that whole narrative of Iran being the enemy to peace with nuclear enrichment and all that other stuff. 
And so it looks like Saudi Arabia and Iran is going to sit down and they're going to talk. What are they going to talk about is what we should be asking ourselves. And so here we got Iran's president, Razi, accepts invitation for first official visit to Saudi Arabia. And so just to highlight a couple of buzzwords here to show you the unification I'm referring to. It says the moves comes as part of the recent reconciliation reconciliation efforts between the two states after years of hostility. Keep it going. And it says in 2016, they've separated because of a terrorist attack, yada, yada, yada. Okay. And it says here, the invitation to President's Rasai's visit to Saudi Arabia represents a significant milestone in a recent effort to build bridges between the two countries. It is hoped that the visit will pave the way for a new era of cooperation. And so build bridges, new era of cooperation. Mm, I wonder why. Okay, keeping it moving here. I already showed you that one. And so we know that Iran and Saudi Arabia agreed to reopen embassies. This was announced earlier last month. Came out of the blue, caught everybody by surprise. And who who put together that deal? President Xi in China, being the peacemaker for the Eastern and Middle East against the West. Okay, keep it moving. So here's just a little map of the Arab League, Arab world. And of course, a lot of these countries over here we're referring to they're coming together. And so it's a 22 country Arab League is a 22 country like organization of which they're trying to bring in some of those countries that I referred to that are that have gone astray or have been ostracized from the uh, from the table. OK, keep it moving. So here is some beneficiaries of this higher oil price. Saudi Crown Prince hands Putin his biggest weapon in the energy war. And so we all know Putin, this king, they met, they both visited, one visited the other, yada, yada, yada. They've been talking. They've been working deals out. They're part of the OPEC plus. So they're both heavy, rich in oil. And why would they still allow the Western countries to dictate the price of Russian oil or for that matter, Middle Eastern oil? And so this is that great divide that's taking place where Prince, prime minister, is heading to call and move away from the Western dominance of things. And of course, Putin will benefit because they're already buying his oil. Everybody's buying his oil. They have all types of back doors and hidden channels to you know export the oil. So people are buying it. They're not paying $60 the way that the West sanctioned them and said, you have to buy it at that. And here's proof that more nations are buying it. <laughs> Japan breaks with U.S. allies, buys Russian oil at prices above cap. So they try to cap it at 60 a barrel and Japan broke the cap and Japan is a part of G7. But here's the caveat. Japan got permission. <laughs> so uh, this is a different article, but Japan got permission due to special en energy concerns for their country. And of course, it was approved. So come on now. We know that Europe is still getting a little something as well. So it's, it's, it's more than just oil. It's all the abstracts of oil. Nitrogen, nitrogen, uh, nitrogen, nitrogen, gas, natural gas, you name it. So, OK, there's a lot more going on than we're being told. We know that. OK, so here's more on that one. OK, and of course, you guys know India and China plan to trade and own currency, cut U.S. dollar dominance. OK, more currency swaps. We've been talking about that. Not surprising. But here is something that is going to probably cause some shut concerns because this is the Indonesian Indo-Asian, the Asian region for the most part, India to use G20 platform to improve rupee trade with countries facing currency issues. And so 
as of right now, 18 countries agree to trade in the Indian rupee. And those 18 countries are the countries that are not able to get dollar funding because of the liquidity squeeze, Federal Reserve choking off the world from dollars, causing crises and all types of things. And so why not? We'll just use Indian rupee. We'll do business with ourselves. And at some point, the dollar denominated debt that they're trying to make due on, once all these deals are signed, all these agreements are made, it's good to say they're probably going to somehow, some way, I don't know how this is going to play out. I'm just trying to filter through the noise here. But at some point, they're going to walk away from some things, I'd imagine, and leave the creditors high and dry. Hey, who knows? I'm just talking here. But end of the dollar, India uses rupee rather than U.S. dollars for international trade. Okay, make of it what you may. And then on this last part here, uh, this is just a little headline that came from the Hal Turner radio show, which I thought was interesting. It says White House admits countries worldwide refusing U.S. dollars. And this all has to do with, you know, press secretary, you know, talking about, you know, quote, quote, switching to national currencies is a violation of the rights of American citizens. <laughs> so if I was to go back here, switch it. So say the same thing. Switching to national currencies is a violation of rights of American citizens. The White House threatened the sanctions those countries that will refuse a dollar in mutual settlement. So sanctions, they're going to they're going to they're going to sanction the world because people don't want to use dollars. Yeah. Good luck with that. It's worked so well thus far. huh? Anyway, that is just uh, some headlines that caught my attention about the current reunification of the Middle East and the use of oil as a weapon against the West. Rightfully, I, I, you know, it can't, you know, not necessarily for it, but, you know, rightfully so they have what the world needs and we only have debt and IOU nothings over here that we've been exporting forever. So, you know, now things are probably about to change. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be uncomfortable. Prices are going to go up. Everything is may get a little chaotic, but it is what it is. People, we all knew something was going to happen. And I guess a counter to that, happens to be right here <laughs> something that uh is clear indication that something's wrong out here $25 silver $2020 gold in USD terms and so to my knowledge when you see you know green wicks like this that's usually a good thing but then again once again I never really made the price of USD denominated in gold terms a priority just because it's you know it's still early you know we ain't really seen anything this is just you know probably a premature rally but then again it looks good just because for those who are able to possess these metals i'm sure it gives you a sense of like okay it gives you a sense of like okay i'm not completely going to go down when the, when the ship goes out monetarily speaking You'll have some options, but then again, question will be what will be on the shelves uh, if stuff gets to that point. But that's another conversation. Anyway, all right, people, uh, I just laid out to you my thoughts about the uh, Middle East using oil for a weapon and how things are going to get ugly. Because here's the biggest thing. After the Arab summit in May, after the BRICS summit in August, it's good to say between now and then, with Russia having a meeting between Turkey, Iran, Syria, and what other nation I was, they're gonna they're gonna walk away, shaking some hands, some agreement signed. They're gonna have peace. 
Then you're going to have Assad going to the Arab meetings. He's going to shake hands and he's going to have peace. Iran's going to Saudi Arabia. They're going to have peace and some deals. Then we're going to have the OPEC nations all coming together saying, hey, we need to now create alternatives beyond dollars. So we got the yuan. We know about that. I did a video earlier. Also, let me know your thoughts on that because the petrol yuan is already operational. It's just it's been low key because it's not been fully utilized for what it's capable of when it comes to you know redeeming in yuan. And if you don't want yuan, you can get gold. And so that's on a hush. Don't tell nobody. So once everybody's in, in agreement with one another, they all have something that they want to work towards, which is a common uh, agreement on how to make things even, make the playing field more even for everybody in a more multipolar environment, as they've been talking about. Um, we're going to find out what happens with the West as far as the actual public information that will be given when nations say, hey, they will make announcements saying we'll take we'll we'll be open to trading in one, two, three, four, five currencies as our primary currencies on top of dollars. It's your choice. The Western world, I'm sorry, the Eastern world has never really had a choice as to what they use. But it looks like more nations are creating their own choices. And so we'll see if the West tries to sanction everybody as if sanctions are going to work, because eventually they're going to be work using their own payment processing systems as well as currency swaps and whatever else comes after all this stuff blows over. But as I just mentioned, at the end of the day, the primary anchor for protection out of all this crap, oops, forgive me. Oops, give me a second here. I'm going to get myself together. There we go. Happens to be just stuff right here. Like, you know, at the end of the day, everybody's going to that for a reason. It's just not because people are bored. They're trying to run to safety and get out of fiat currencies. Even uh, countries who are a part of this Middle Eastern, there are people in Middle East that are being ravaged by fiat currencies, Russia's, you name it. So they're all in the same boat. They try and give themselves an option away from the dollar. But anyway, okay, let's take some calls real quick. I'll, I probably won't be long just because it's getting late. So if you got a thoughts, ideas, feel free to call in. Let's make it quick. I want to hear from you guys and we can uh, try to make something happen. Give me one second. Let me get my stuff together. All right. So let me get the phone lines open. So if you got a thought, call in. Let's try to keep it short and sweet and simple. And of course, I'm sure people want to talk about the Trump situation. I I didn't follow it. I just I'm not really interested, to be honest with you, just because, you know, it's how timely There's so much more things happening around the world. And all of a sudden, Trump gets indicted and his next court hearing is in December. Oh, yeah. OK, sure. All right. Uh, but yeah, you guys can keep me plugged in on that if you guys want to. All right. Let's talk. All right. Hello, caller. Where are you calling from? Oh, one second. Give me one second. Let me get you on here. Let me get you on here. One second. Got to get my volume up. Got to get my volume up if the volume goes up. All right. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Hello? Going once, going twice. All right. Give me a call. And when you call in, have the computer muted so that there's no feedback. That I did not want. I did not want that. All right. So let me get you on here. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Hello? Going once, going twice? All right. So what I have to do is let me do some things on my end here to make sure that I'm not disturbed. Just because, you know, some people, you know, perhaps may uh, have some free time on their hands and want to call in and just be uh, 
you know, just, you know, looking for attention. Some people need attention. So I, mean, I don't mind giving you attention, call in and whatever, but just make our time count for something, people. If you, if you want to participate, that's fine. If not, throw some thoughts, ideas out in the chat. We'll touch on those. Uh, watch your banks. Oh yeah. So the banks, that's always going to be something of concern. It will definitely be something of concern. So definitely keep an eye on that. And I'm hearing, um, yeah, bank runs, of course. I mean, stuff is not over. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just, a temporary pause because people have been given a sense of semi-confidence because uh the uh FDIC coming out is supposed to be able to do some things, but we'll see. Won't it won't work, won't last long. Hello, caller where are you calling from? Hey bro, uh this is Pentile, man. You you already know who it is. What's going on, my friend? Give me something quick. What's what's on your mind? Yeah, you Oh, a lot, actually. You know, uh, one for one, I'm not sure if you've uh, been keeping up with the Vatican. Uh, I have not. Give it to me. Denounced. What's been going on in the Vatican? So, uh, the detail, murky. I'm going to have to run a quick search. The Pope came out, did he denounced a document that was used for the colonization of America. The colonization of America? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he denounced a document that was utilized by the colonialists. Okay, I, I'm not familiar with that one, but so this is recent. Yeah, recent. Okay, so so give me more. Give me more details about it. Fill us in. Give me give me your thoughts yeah, on. So it's called the Doctrine of Discovery from the 15th century. This was five days ago. Uh, Okay, so I'm trying to pull up if I can. I, I may or may not be able to pull up. Uh, let me see here. So Vatican firmly rejects. Okay, I see here. Okay, I see this. Okay, so I'll pull yeah. it on the screen right here. It's really deep because if you think about it, like America in and of itself was meant to be, uh, you know, was supposed to be like the, the hegemonic center of influence, the Virgin Mary, um, you know, like Virginia and Maryland and D.C. area is supposed to be like this whole sect of like the church. You think about it in and of itself, and they just came out and practically just sort of like said the gig up, everybody. Um, we're going to denounce this document, this old document that we used to justify the annexation genocide of the Native Americans, and of course the Islamic school that practically arose to America before Christopher Columbus arose. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's a big unraveling that's happening right now, and okay. the church is even realizing it. That's the reason why they recalled all their debts before happened. It's like like a controlled demolition. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah, I remember that. I remember the uh, the Vatican called in all their accounts from their from the different parishes throughout the world back to their bank. So obviously mm-hmm. they were getting ahead of uh, the banking situation. So. But no, I, I wasn't familiar with this. I will dive into this, and I'll actually I'll share this in the Telegram group so more people can find out if they want. So, appreciate you for bringing it to the table, my friend. No problem. You know, um, just a heads up. You know, um, the discount that I use to help you establish your personality. Yeah. Nicholas Dan, you know, um, <laughs> and I, I really want to reconnect with you on Discord once again. I'm not sure if you still have that community server or whatnot, but um, they, no, I can't yeah, access it. it. I can't access it. They won't. I mean, once they, once they, yeah into the server they they I I can't get on <laughs> yeah i figured i figured they they just straight up like battle banned and deleted everything like dude it's ridiculous man like this 
the amount of suppression and information that's being suppressed right now uh, is just get out of this world. Right, right. But no, I, I'll I'll hit you up on on, on Twitter though, because I'm a part of the group, the crypto group. So I'll hit you up on that. Yeah, we, we crypto connect. Dominus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, my man. Yeah, Appreciate you calling, my friend. Yeah. Let me get get some more calls. If thanks, yeah. thanks for bringing that to our attention, though. Yeah, be good. All right, so that is uh okay. That's more news that I wasn't familiar with. So like, it's I'm sure there's, I'm sure everybody who's tuning in right now has a unique story about something that's extremely important that the world needs to know. But then again, if we all shared, excuse me, we got 170 some people online right now. If you haven't, also hit that thumbs up button. But I'm sure everybody here has a subject matter that is pressing that they're keeping an eye on. You bring all that to the table, you'll overload your senses. You'll go there. You'll go. You'll go. You know, you'll go crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like some things, you know, just you can't control, let it go. You might want to just, you know, pray about it and do the best you can if you can. But most of the things we can't do nothing about. The system's coming down. We are witnessing in real time. It's not much you can really do, but it helped. I find it comforting to know a little bit about what's happening rather than being completely oblivious. But most of the things we can't control, we can just control what we actually can in our own uh, lives. But other than that, some things are, you know, informative, to say the least. Okay, what else we got here? Uh, uh, couldn't understand anything the caller said. So Valerie Prince, yeah. So, you know, Wi-Fi service. He is basically saying about, uh, as I mentioned here, uh, the Vatican formally rejects the doctrine of discovery at the indigenous call. So he's just talking about that. So if you're curious to find out more, go visit. Just type that in and something will pop up. And you can uh, get a little bit more about that. So hopefully the call quality isn't too bad because I am attempting to do what I can on my end. Hello, caller. Where are you calling from? Mike, Tony from Oka. How you doing? TB, man? doing good, my friend. Give me something quick. Uh, you, you really believing in the dollar that is going down? Uh, no, I mean, uh, I, I mean, there's cha there's changes underway. There's changes. There's changes underway. Things are happening. Worlds are trying to come up with alternatives, but yet, you know, it ain't going nowhere. So, no, the USD is going to be here for the next 100 plus years for sure. But you definitely think that China's going to bring in the new, new currency? Oh, no, no, no. I, I don't know who's going to bring in a new currency because as of right now, based upon all the activities happening, Malaysia just decided to use the Rimbit with the Remembi swap and then rubles with the China. So, every nation is looking to use their own currency. Now, if which one succeeds, I don't know. I can really care less, but I'm just saying that what? it's not about. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, due to a dollar shortage, on top of other issues, lack of lack of dollars and the weaponization of the dollar. So, why do they tell everybody and write in the headline news that uh, don't use the dollar? We're getting away from the dollar, but asking you to turn your dollars in. Oh, I, I don't. Do with those after that. What do they do with them? The, the central bank uses them to pay their bills. Right. Which, of course, they have a lot. They got a lot of debt in dollar terms. So I would assume that's an incentive to make sure they want to get away from underneath the boot of Uncle Sam. <laughs> and, two, if, if, if you're talking about divesting from the dollar, you're talking about the dollar going up or dollar going down? Uh, I, I, I know. All I, all I know is that when all this blows through, the Federal Reserve note, as we've known it, will not be the same thing that we're dependent upon today. I don't know how it's going to play out because, once again, we're in uncharted territory. I just know I'm just more than confident that the quality of life, the living standard we have 
has been because of our status as a real reserve currency. And my assumption is that that's going to change as well. So I don't know. I'm just a man with an opinion. So I don't know any details. So I can't, I can't give you any facts, huh? Wallet stream. How long you give it? Uh, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad if we got out of this. We we got out of this decade with there being a use case for the USD. Because domestically, we're going to always have. You know, me as an American citizen, I'm going to always have USD in my pocket. It's just going to be a matter of what will it purchase and what form will it be in? Who will be the primary issuer? Will I be able to hold it myself or will it be on somebody's ledger? So, you know, the USD is going to be here. I'm going to use that as long as I'm in this country. Now, what it, what would it look like is going to be the question because that's a part of the whole rebranding right now. So it's not going nowhere. So I'm, I'm, I'm confident that. I'll let you go. Yeah. The, the industry is 10 times smaller than the, our bond industry. What industry? So until they, until they find a way to get rid of the bonds that they keep buying, mm -hmm. the U.S isn't going anywhere and a lower dollar is benefit for everybody in the world that's where they're trying to get is trying to bring that dollar down because right now it's it's at 102 101 which is too high considering the economy that we're in and so every everybody's just trying to figure out a way everybody's trying to figure out a way to get that dollar down or out of their pocket and it's not going anywhere right and the lower dollar benefits everybody a high dollar you're crushing other countries. And it, 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 here's one last question. Mm -hmm. Who do you think is going to get crushed worse, the U.S. or Europe? Uh, Europe. They're caught in the middle because they are like just they are just Western puppets. And I mean, they're going to be the right. ones that they're going to be the ones that crumble first. The, we're going to be the last one standing right. for sure, because it's our currencies. You know, we got the most to lose at the end of the day. But between now and then, we got possibly depending on all the stuff, how it plays out. But yet, you know, things that things are changing. So how it looks like, I don't know, but we're we're all part of we're all witnessing history in the making. I think. Would you agree with that? It's a paragraph reason that that's not what you not what you're thinking. But we can get into that some other time. I'm gonna let somebody else get in. Appreciate you, man. Good good call. Hey, yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, like, and that's where, like, so I know one thing is that apart from just witnessing things unfold, the monetary pipeline centered around the USD is a very complicated and confusing um, system to understand just because majority of the stuff that we're going to experience is not even above surface level. It's beneath the ground. And because the federal reserve is able to do whatever they want off book, because on book, they tell us, you know, oh, the balance sheet's back up 300 trillion, 300 billion. Oh, oh, really? But what else? What about those currency swap lines and all that other stuff that's been put out there that we knew nothing about? I think one of the biggest examples is when I found out, I think it was because the Federal Reserve, when it's doing emergency time, I forgot what it is. They don't have to release any details from their inner workings for until five, six later, five, six years after the fact. And I think it was 2019 I talked about when they released uh some documents and stuff like that from the great financial crisis. And it showed that they had provided, I think at that time, like $2 trillion to central banks around the world. And that was just it. It's like just $2 trillion came out of nowhere to go around the world to help prop up failing banks, all in fear of the banking crisis here with Lehman and things of that nature. And did that money get paid back? Like, you know, I, I don't know. We don't know. So if they are able to do that behind the scenes and it'd be legal because of, 
confidentiality and all types of special clauses they've been given. It's good to say that it's a lot more than two trillion that has been given the last couple of days to whoever. So once again, like I'd imagine the Eastern nations also realize that there's a lot of backdoor currency creation that at the end of the day, it's like, okay, what's the point of continuing to play these charades when you know that it's, 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 it's going to come to an end at some point. Now, how it comes to an end, nobody knows. It's just, you don't want to be left holding a bag. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I'd imagine at some point, all the people in Venezuela, Zimbabwe, all those countries that have fiat currencies that are just domestic, unimportant currencies to us, those people, millions of people, billions of people were caught left holding the bag, lost everything because the government couldn't keep the hand out of the cookie jar. They had to keep borrowing because that's just a system. We're transitioning from a debt-based system into a more commodity asset-backed system. And that's my whole point about talking about rethinking the dollars, that the world is moving towards something more um, stable because it's backed by something tangible or it's going to be, you know, tokenized on the blockchain or some crap, you know, oil tokenized, gold tokenized, you know, yada, yada, yada. We know that's all a part of the equation as well, but that's the part of the future, but you got to bring something to the table and we'll see, man, we will see. But then again, it's like one of the things where, yeah, if you in harm's way, if you're in front of the train, when the damn thing comes rolling by more power to you, you ain't going to escape this one. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? From Yacuba, Mexico. How are you? Doing good, my friend. Doing good. Give me something quick. What's on your mind? So I wanted to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. All currencies fail. Right. Stocks, bonds, ETF, paper gold, and this would include mining stocks. Mm -hmm. voted near zero in terms of purchasing power because they're only redeemable in that currency. Right. Right. Uh, I agree because the Venezuela stock market, to my knowledge, last year was the most was the best performing stock market on the planet. But once again, it's like the currency is not nothing. So so definitely. So you you know, that I think you've asked me a question before. So. You know, you can go as high as you want in nominal terms, but then again, what would those numbers purchase you? So, yeah, it, it, it's because the underlying problem is the currency itself. So, there's no there's no escaping it. Your your, your bag of paper just gets bigger. <laughs> you could be a trillionaire, but then again, a trillion costs you know for a loaf of bread or something like that, based upon Zimbabwe standards. But anyway, so yeah, that's my thought. Yeah, well, I know I asked that question before, but I think it's so important because. <laughs> That means the tensions go to near zero in terms of stocks. So if it's true that wealth is never destroyed, it's only transferred, mm -hmm. then which asset class do you think it will go into mostly? And what do you think of the Restrict Act in terms of banning Bitcoin? Thank you. Good night. Okay, good questions there. So on the screen here, on the screen here, I have just what I, what, you know, th just things I focus on from a monetary literacy standpoint. You know, gold and silver being historically tried, true, and tested, it's going to be the anchor of stability in the midst of all this paper shenanigans. So that's that's what it is. So gold and silver right now seems to be performing quite well in paper terms because the paper is not worth anything comparative. Anyway, and so as far as a restrict act, 
I haven't dived deep into it other than just from what I hear from other people about um, about uh, what you call it. Um, you know, the tick, TikTok being used as a scapegoat to make it so that they can try to get into the uh, censorship of the Internet, primarily focusing on curtailing truth seekers and patriots and things of that nature. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised one bit. I don't know where it's at as far as it being pressed forward or as it has it faced resistance or I, I haven't really dived into it. So I don't know. But um, so, yeah, it, it's designed to basically strip away our freedoms and liberties. So and, and if, it, if it's not passed now, more power to us. But at some point in the future, all politics, majority of politicians are bought and paid for. So it's going to it's going to pass at some point. An abbreviated version of it is going to pass at some point. So just a matter of when. Yeah, Mike, I couldn't say it any better. Thank you, and uh, good night. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, good stuff, Mr. Yashaba. Yashaba, Mexico. Uh, all right, people. We're about that 45-minute mark. I'm about to dial back. Wanted to connect and share my two cents on some things and basically give everybody a chance to let their voice be heard. And so the goal is to keep it short, concise, and to the point so everybody can let their two cents be known uh, just because once again, we're just trying to filter through the noise. You know, there's no facts and none of this, you know, this great alignment, great reset, new world order, whatever this stuff is going to be called in history books. We don't know how it's going to play out, but we know that we're a part of it. We had a front row seat. And I think if you're tuned into alternative media, the channel, the channels of the like, then you're one step ahead just because you know, something's not right. Whereas in your average person around you, more than likely, uh, yeah, they're not going to fare as well. But uh, anyway, more power to everybody. Hope everyone's doing well. Continue to stack, get your weight up. And once again, like it's still, you know, the beginning phases of all this transition or this transfer from the old into the new. And so it's going to be some very interesting days ahead. Every week from this point on is going to be something. It's going to be a, it's going to be a primary distraction given to us by the West. And then it's going to be a major news breaking event that's happening somewhere around the world. And the center of all that, is the monetary system. Want no way around it. So it's not a matter of if, but when everything around us changes for good. Because we ain't going back to you know the pre-COVID life where things were hunky dory <laughs> as far as the news and insanity and all the LGB everything stuff that's going out here going rampant these days. But anyway, I'm ranting too much. Uh, all right, people. I appreciate you joining me. If you enjoy the back and forth. Hit that thumbs up button. And uh, as always, make sure you hit the bell notification. I'm trying to, you know, just put out more stories as things come across my uh, my desk so I can just stay on top of things because the news is it's happening so fast, man. It's hard to stay in touch with things. But but also connect with the Telegram group. Share thoughts there. I had to scrap the old one just because of the bots are just killing me. So you got to be approved to come into this one. So hopefully you guys come in with a legit name and, and we can uh, share articles, stories throughout the day. And make sure you guys stay connected. But all right, my good people, uh, be blessed, be safe. And I will see you guys on the flip side. Peace. Did you know that China is hoarding a massive amount of food? They will soon have over two thirds of the globe's corn reserves, over half of its rice and over half of its wheat. But when asked about it, China lies. So what does China know that we don't? China is the world's number one importer, relying on the rest of the world to keep their people fed. This makes them the canary in the coal mine when it comes to global food shortages. As Americans, we need to be prepared for potential food shortages. That's where 4Patriot Survival Food comes in. Their kits are compact, stackable, and have received a 5-star review for their flavor and taste. And right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by using code RTD at checkout 
at 4patriots.com. Don't wait. Prepare today. Once again, use code RTD at 4patriots.com and save 10% on your first purchase.